Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five of the Curious Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Plotsky, here with my co-host, uh, Trevor Mitchell-Wyatt, and some more baseball news, um, thankfully. So, uh, first talking point, uh, Jeff Bassan tweeted something out, and says the players in league agreed to the 2020 MLB season that the 2020 MLB season won't begin until one there are no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans uh, and then there's a caveat that the agreed to the caveat agreed to by the players in league is that they will consider playing games at neutral sites sites instead of home ballparks and will consider the feasibility of playing in empty stadiums and just how proper a solution it may be for both sides and especially fans. Um, the second talking point is that um, the MLB season won't begin until there are no travel restrictions. And the third would be um, medical expert. There won't be any games until medical experts determine games will not pose a risk to health of teams and fans. So I think these points are kind of just the, the barrel, uh, you know, basic cover your head stuff uh you know it's they're basically saying we're not going to be okay until this isn't a pandemic anymore until we've gotten to a place where we don't have to worry about our players or our fans or our coaches getting sick just for doing their job um right it's just they're they're not a central business and as sad as that is as uh, disappointing as it may be to some people, uh, health and safety comes first in the minds of the MLB, uh, in the minds of most sports leagues, uh, and in the minds of the general public and, and the federal government and state governments that have shut things down. Uh, I don't think, I, I, I think more than 80% of states have some sort of ban, if not every state by this point, at least some sort of limitation on curfew or going outside or self-quarantine or isolation. So as long as that's in place, there's not going to be any baseball. Right. And I think a problem arises where, I mean, there is the caveat that they would consider playing in front of empty stadiums. Um, but with that, it's just that there's so many what ifs. Um, because even if you can play, if, crowds aren't allowed to gather then my guess is that there's still be a travel restriction or that games will not pose risk to health of teams and fans so like it may still pose a risk to players so so the problem really is that these three conditions are all uh they're all intertwined obviously and the fact that if one is met then all three are met but if yeah. not if even, if one isn't right. met, then they all aren't met. Right, exactly. So it's just it's, it's an all-for-one kind of deal where if one of them is met, the rest of them are going to be met. Right. Mass gatherings are not going to be banned anymore after there aren't any travel restrictions. After there's no risk to players and fans. Right. If there is a risk to players and fans, there will still be travel restrictions, and there will still be a ban on mass gatherings. Exactly. And, and, and so I, yeah. we really just have to weather the storm until this is over. I think, and it's, uh, <laughs> I don't have great opinion. I don't have like great feelings towards the MLBPA because one, they don't represent minor leaguers, which is ridiculous. And yeah, I, I understand that definitely. Yeah. And two, it's, uh, they agreed so that 
the owners would only, if the season were to be canceled, the, the owners would have to pay only $170 million of the roughly $4 billion in player salaries that they usually would. So if the season isn't played, it's not, okay, sure, if Mookie Betts only makes like 10% of what he's making now, that's still over like $2 million. But if it's, but if somebody making a league minimum makes 10% of what they make now, that's that's hard. And it's... And it's one hundred seventy million. That's, oh God, that's. I mean, that's less than ten percent. So yeah, it's that's well less than ten percent. Yeah. So it's it, this just is a problem on all sides because they make money. That only thirty percent of major league of teams revenue comes from gate tickets, and so now they have these TV deals. They have these multi-year big TV deals, and they're not going to pull out uh, and companies won't pull out of those deals just because it's one season because these are like 10-year deals like what that doesn't make any sense so what's going to happen is that teams are still going to make their money uh like they have those deals in place uh yes fans will buy less merchandise and there will be less concessions but at the same time you're paying like roughly seven percent of salaries which is the largest expense now your overhead is lower because you're not having to upkeep the stadium you're not having to run as much power uh people are working from home so you don't need it, it it's just like this whole thing where it's like yeah baseball owners will lose money but that is not the problem and i feel like with this deal it's it's terrible it's it's it, terrible for players it reminds me of um bob costas did an interview in the late 90s early 2000s i think it was about the redskins um and the redskins owner at the time i don't remember if it was dan snyder or not um but he was complaining about not making enough money when the tv deal that he had just signed was larger than the salaries of the players that he was paying and so if you if you are struggling for money when you have one piece of paper that allows you to make more money than what your employee and your employees are playing without worrying about gate receipts without worrying about merchandise without worrying about other employee overhead like staff workers at the stadium I don't think you're in a good position to run a sports team at all. <laughs> if you cannot make money when you are already at a net positive for the season, which I assume most of these teams are because of the lucrative TV deals that the MLB gets, especially teams like the Dodgers and the Red Sox and the Yankees with their, with their local affiliates, if you're hurting for money, then you have no business owning a team. <laughs> you have no business running a business. Exactly. Um, and this bleeds into other sports too. I know this is a baseball podcast. Um, I'm really, really upset with how uh, my favorite hockey team, the Boston Bruins, are handling this because it's not well. Um, they said they'll only pay their employees if the last six games are def definitively canceled. Um, if they somehow come back. Uh, then they won't pay their employees for the stoppage. Uh, and they're still not paying employees until after those six games will be played. And so, you know, if you uh, if you have an NHL team that uh, that you think I'm a fan of, my Twitter is at notbrandonhyde, H-Y-D-E. Um, listening to uh, all of your presentations on which NHL team I should be a fan of. Um, no Toronto Maple Leafs, no Montreal Canadiens. Uh, 
and no Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just I I don't, and there I I don't understand it when you can, and all these teams accrue value regardless. So, uh, I remember, for example, the Brewers said they wouldn't spend money on free agency this year because they're in the red because of their stadium renovations and, uh, well, their spring training facility yeah, renovations. Yeah, their park renovations. Right, and all that stuff. And I was like, what? Uh, hold up. <laughs> You're not going to spend money, which you will more than make back this year because you invested, you made a... Oh, an investment into your player development and into your fans. So you're not going to spend money to put a better product on the field because you spent money on things that should have been done already. Yeah, um, you're you're worth nine hundred million dollars. Your team is worth one is worth close to a billion dollars, if not more than it was when when you bought it. Like, wh- what's Especially because most of these owners are family owners. Most of these owners have not bought a team in the last five or ten years or so. There are very few exceptions to that, you know. Uh, Derek Cheater being the, the, I think he's a minority owner. I don't know if he's a majority owner. No, he's definitely not a majority owner. Um, Um, He's a minority owner, yeah. Stuff like that is big news when it happens because it just doesn't happen. The Steinbrenners... Uh, were Yankees. I mean, golly, they saw the Yankees. They said the same thing, you know, when they were worrying about free agency and how that would affect their salaries and their overhead. The Steinbrenners had brought the Yankees from, you know, a couple million dollars to over a billion dollars worth of, of, of revenue and of, you know, how much the Yankees... I mean, everybody knows who the Yankees are now. The Yankees, I think, are the one of the top five most profitable sports teams in the world. Yeah, like, I mean, and they're one of the cannot, most valuable. If you worry about money when you are a top five sports team in revenue in the world, then you have no business running a sports team, period. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I just, the whole thing is ridiculous. And it's just, okay, so yeah. there were more things to come out of this news. Uh, obviously, with a uh, with a deal, there there were more you know caveats. Uh, the promises included that if they do start up the season again, the there will be an accelerated spring training. They won't start off where they where they were in spring training. I have a, another month of spring training. It'll probably be a week or two at most. They'll still have split DHs. Um, although it would be interesting to see if they do adopt a universal DH to alleviate some of the strain on pitchers in a shortened season is that designated or is that uh yeah double headers or is it split double headers mm, um it's probably split double headers uh that's why that was my that was my question too because i when i first read that i saw a dh so i was like oh does that mean yeah, I so couldn't think of it. Split double, split double headers. Uh, it will be interesting to see if they adopt the universal DH. I, hope I think they that do. would be. A, this would be a great test season for that, especially if it's shortened. Um, sorry, you won't get to see. I don't think Bartolo Colon's pitching. But no, he wasn't. Bartolo Colon and Madison Bumgarner raking with Zach Grinke. Six averages. Zach Grinke was actually a good hitter. Uh, yeah, that is the only well, person, Grinke and he's did. in the American League anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um. They're probably going to eliminate the All-Star game. Uh, and then the regular season will probably be extended into October. 
most players have said they do not want to play past Thanksgiving. Um, and so well, that'll be interesting to see if they do start, you know, in August or so, that'll be a really shortened season. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in other news after this, all the rosters were frozen. And so um, we, they can't make any moves. They can't release anybody. They can't call anybody up. Uh, and then uh, Tony Clark said that, uh, according to Joel Sherman, who works for the New York Post, said that it's a very real possibility that the beginning of the season is going to be played with empty stadiums. Yeah. That's, so, that's, like, that's again, a lot. Again, about this last episode. This is unprecedented. We don't have anything like this before. Um, I remember how big a deal it was when... <laughs> when the Baltimore Orioles played in an empty stadium. I mean, that was, like, hugely televised. I don't remember the last time the Baltimore Orioles were on national TV. (laughs) (laughs) Probably, what, 2014? Yeah, 2014, they made their playoff run. And then, uh, yeah, now we have the Orioles. The Uh, Orioles will play in October. That's That's the big thing. The Marlins will play in October. Or, or, well, if the season isn't canceled, um, yeah. There's just there's there's so many what ifs. Um, like just like I don't even I really don't know what to think of this. I it's because like we've talked about a billion times. It's it's unprecedented. Like we've never been in this situation. So I I just don't I don't know. I'm at, a, be, I'm at a loss. It will be interesting. A lot of players have said that they do not want to play in open, empty stadiums. Uh, Chris Davis was was very vocal about it. He said that was terrible. I hated it. It, it. The fans make the game what it is. Right. And so, if they do play in empty stadiums, it. I mean, it would be interesting to see how that would affect player morale. Um. Of how it would affect uh, home field advantage if there even would be one anymore, especially if they play a neutral site games like and there's no fans there. Is is that really the closest that it can be to as equivalent of a game as possible? Yeah. Uh, and what... I rem- I remember when uh, the ballpark in Arlington was built. I think it was actually built like when I was either a year before I was born or when I was one year old. So I don't actually remember it being built, but I remember, you know, growing up talking about it, people were like, this is going to be the first, like, truly neutral stadium. And then uh, they found out that there was an an, an Airstream that went straight from home plate to right field. <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll, it'll be interesting. I've always wondered about, like, you know, if OPS Plus didn't exist, for instance, if everybody just played in the same ballpark, if every single ballpark was built to the exact same specifications at the exact same level, you know, how would that, I know that that's a crazy tangent, but like, I feel like that would be a really interesting experiment to see, you know, especially if teams like Phoenix or Colorado uh, or Texas with like major hitters part to see what that would do to their OPS or, what that would do to their pitchers like war or their ERA plus pitchers like Mike Miner on the Texas Rangers had like wars over seven last well, year. I don't, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's baseball reference war, which is, 
I do not. Tra- I don't like it for hitters as much, but I definitely dislike it for pitchers, and that's one of the reasons. But um, anyway. yeah, well, and, and his ERA plus was incredible because he played in Texas. <laughs> right. Same with like Lance Lynn. Uh, it again, I we disagree on this. You like Fangraphs? I like Baseball Reference. That's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, but it would be interesting to see how that affects player stats. And how that would affect stats like OPS Plus, who take in a part like home, what their home stadium is. How would 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 people just not calculate OPS Plus, or would they, you know, wait for a set number of games, see what the you know what's going on with stats and what the lines are for those games, and see how hitters are hitting versus pitchers are pitching, and put them against last year's stats and see what happens, but. I've never, that's something, I mean, I'm a big math guy. I don't know how they would calculate in addition to OPS plus for a brand new ballpark. I know they did it for like the new Brave Stadium, SunTrust Park. Uh, I don't know how to do that. That's above, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> We're both doing this for free, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think we'll, we'll with SunTrust, I think they had to, they waited a designated amount of games. And then I think they kind of treated it as Turner Field for a little bit and then adjusted accordingly for the new ballpark or compared to similar ballparks. I'm not totally sure how they did that, but they're, they're, I remember listening to a podcast and how they did talk about how they, they did adjust a certain way. I just can't remember what the way was. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would really be, int- I, it would really be interesting to see like, okay, if, the Rocky, like if the Rockies will play at a more, if they play like neutral sites, like if where is that neutral site? Like if it's in a dome somewhere, like how will that affect their overall stats? Because we all know that the the Rockies can hit at home, but they're abysmal on the road. And that's not to say that that's cumulative, like that encompasses there, their there total. There are definite. Um, I'm trying to think of the word like exceptions. There are exceptions right. to that obviously right and not to say that if they went to another team they couldn't hit like okay for example like dj mayhew is a great example who yeah outside of colorado he's still a baller but um yeah the same thing would be said if another team ended up moving to colorado that does not automatically mean they're going to hit 500 home runs right in the first month that they're playing that's just not it's just not going to work right um it takes there there are i i am in the firm belief that you know but they play in Coors Field is not a valid argument for somebody being a good baseball player. Which against somebody being like right, Juan especially Arenado is a top three, uh, top three third baseman in the league right now. Yeah, does not matter that he plays at Coors. Right. Uh, Trevor Story is probably a top five shortstop in the league right now. Does not matter that he plays at Coors. Um, is that really all the Colorado Rockies have going for him? Yes. That is, that is, that is, that is literally it. Um, I was trying to think of the last Colorado Rockies player I remember, and I thought like Charlie Blackman, then I hadn't heard his name in a while, and then... No, his defense is just so abysmal. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure he's retired. Well, uh, Troy Tulowitzki was a a legend. Yeah, Tulo was big. Carlos Gonzalez for like Mm -hmm. a four-year stretch. Um, But... I mean, yeah, like, and that's why we have stats like that are weighted, like OPS plus, weighted runs created plus, deserved uh, baseball per- prospectus has a DRC plus, which is deserved runs created plus, mm-hmm. um, which I actually really like. Yeah, um, I like WRC plus too. Um, um, 
Shout out to Barry Bonds, best baseball player of all time. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hear an argument from me. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it'll be super interesting just to see how adjustments are made and then, like, what, like you said, like, what effect that has. Because, like, if you're, let's, like, say you're in the middle of, like, your rookie contract or, like, in the middle of, like, a big contract and you've played at a certain stadium for so long and then all of a sudden your home park is now, like, not your home park. Like you can, and that can either be seen as a huge like if you're a dod, like say you're what's his name, Will Smith on the Dodgers. You had a pretty decent year last year in the hitters park. Say you get moved down to like Phoenix or something, where it's where it's hot and dry and the ball travels far. You're gonna you're gonna see your numbers definitely increase, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a rookie contract right before arbitration. Whereas somebody like say Mookie Betts who had really good hitting in in Fenway and really good fielding in Fenway uh, even though it's cold I mean I would still probably consider Fenway a hitter's park for right-handed hitters yeah um if he if he moves down to somewhere say you know closer to to Another stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see how he'll play in Dodger Stadium if he does, because that's a very notorious pitcher's park. But I've, I mean, the other thing is the stats that end up there. Are you going to like calculate half of the stats for the? Are you going to have different stats for home stadiums? So like, are you going to have you know home and away split, and then a neutral site split, or just because they're playing home, aren't they going to keep up with their home stats? I mean, I I assume that like. Unless it is played in their home ballpark, you have to consider it neutral. Like, if it's, or you consider it away, but then you'd have to divide up. Like, okay, was it actually uh-huh. away, or was that a neutral site? So, it is. I it's feel, very, very confusing. <laughs> I feel it's... so bad for people who run like, okay, like, like, I have my baseball website, which you're on as well now, and like, you know, we write for other places as well, but like, yeah. we don't run like fan graphs. like we don't no, run we do not run no. we, we don't run baseball reference no like sh- shout out to i don't know i forgot i always forget the name of the guy who runs baseball reference but shout out to meg rowley who runs fan graphs um but like that's hard that is a fucking hard job and now you have to adjust like your whole like everything like I, they, they are doing a really good job of that baseball reference um is some players are playing out of the park baseball, which is a game simulator. Yeah, um, I saw that. And they're putting they're putting out of the park baseball stats on those players' baseball <laughs> reference pages, and let, like that's hilarious. I mean, they did the same thing with like when Will Ferrell went over and played with ten ten teams in in a day. He has a baseball reference page. Yeah, like that's it's nice to be able to do something like that in this hard time. Um, I do pay attention to stuff like that as well. Um, there's a, a Baltimore Orioles commentator who's playing backyard baseball 2001 and has five Baltimore Orioles, either former, four, four former Orioles, and then one current Oriole is a created player. And then, you know, the goats, Pablo Sanchez and Pete oh, Wheeler. <laughs> uh, and I think that's amazing. It's it's I I a lot of you guys don't know this. I speed ran backyard baseball for a number of years. Uh, I think I have four world records uh, on the original backyard baseball what? game. Yeah, 
Um, T-ball, man. That's where I found my niche. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I held the second place record for a, a full season. I finished the season in like, God, it felt like four hours. I'm sure it was somewhere around there. Um, it's, you know, it's obviously people are playing MLB the show. Yeah. Um, as other people are playing other video games. I have put a lot of hours into Animal Crossing in the last two weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you uh, have a Switch and do not have Animal Crossing yet, I do not know what you're doing. I am... I am so tempted to get one. I really... not Maybe not to play Animal Crossing. I just don't... I don't know. I just... I don't know. I just don't... That's not my type of game, but I mm-hmm. am so tempted to just, like, get a sp- Switch and play Breath of the Wild. But I still have classes, and that's the problem. I just don't... Like, I don't want to do my coursework. And then I'm also dealing with the, with the fact that, like, now my biggest, like, distraction and like my biggest thing to like do and to write about is now gone and mm-hmm. the summer ball season is delayed and like there's no games on i can't like distract myself so now i'm dealing with like the mental rep and like the gyms are closed so and like i can't throw like i can't throw anywhere because like mm-hmm. i there's i can't throw plyo balls against my garage it's gonna break it's gonna break through the drywall so like i'm dealing with all the repercussions of like my like the one of the biggest things in my life is now gone essentially and it's like same same thing i mean i was all gung-ho uh i mean i'd almost bought detroit tiger season tickets i bought some detroit tigers gear i mean if i'm gonna root for one bad team i may as well root for another one yeah right um i mean july uh ball hawk fest which is where you know a bunch of ball hawks get together is in cincinnati that's just a couple hours drive from me i was just gonna drive down there bring katie to her first baseball game in july Mm -hmm. uh i don't know what i'm gonna do do we have to like we have to (laughs) we have to have lives and personalities now like what the hell (laughs) come on man i have to get out of my basement and do things with my life (laughs) oh man like it's just crazy like so much of and it's so weird um like so much of like my mental health was no matter like even if i don't play collegiately like so much of my mental health and so much of my actual work was like wrapped up in baseball and like now like my actual paying job is now eliminated because there's no yep. sporting events. So yep, mine too. Right. Mine too. We I mean, I worked at a place where people played a sport and people would come in on TV and go to the bar and watch a sport. And now it's gone. I mean, it's you're right, there's nothing. There's no sports to watch on TV. My my cousins and my aunt and uncle uh, over in Indiana got really into Japanese sumo wrestling and even that's canceled. Dang. <laughs> um, I think Japanese baseball is still being played. Well, a couple, um, I read somewhere that a couple of players tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. And that's going to, that's going to be a damper for sure, because that's a lot of people have been watching Japanese baseball highlights on yeah. Twitter. I think, um, is the KBO still playing right now? Uh, right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, right now, there are um 
on the MLB Twitter, it's uh, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, Friday, March 27th at 8.17 p.m. There are players playing MLB The Show against each other on MLB Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, Amir Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Snell, Blake Snell, Trevor is it Trevor May I think, and then I don't yeah it's I knew it was four players. There's one um, other, one other guy as well, but but yeah I mean a lot of people are turning to social media in this time because people are Trevor Williams is a pitcher for the Pirates I think he's freaking hilarious yeah I've never seen any of his tweets before but he's he's hilarious he struck out his kid. Yeah, and like got real pumped in the background as kids just like turned around like I don't know what. Freddie Freddie Freeman is taking his kid deep with no remorse whatsoever. <laughs> Freddie Freeman <laughs> just like tossing his hands up. Amazing. Um, but I mean, their baseball players have a lot more time on their hands now, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I've seen a lot more players interact with their fans over the past month on social media Definitely. than I have. And it's mostly been good interactions. You haven't gotten angry, butthurt fans saying, God, you cost us a game, you fucking suck, man. Because they can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, a player just hops on real quick and's like, all right, my workout for the day is done. I'm already <laughs> done throwing. Like, what do you got to say? <laughs> uh, like, Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett, I've been following on social media for about a year now. He's hilarious. He's really funny. Uh, Trevor Williams, who I said before, somebody commented and was like, uh, your kid looks like you hitting up there. And he's like, I hit 196 last year, thank you very much. (laughs) Like, just quips like that probably wouldn't be able to be said because, you know, they're busy doing an actual job with actual work facing actual baseball players, not worrying about striking their kid out 27 times in a row. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, you, Darvish who has his own YouTube channel. Um, Even before this, he would... (laughs) There was a video where he had one of his family members go up, and he struck him out like 11 times in a row. He's thrown with his left hand. Yeah, I saw that. Again, that's a testament to how far social media has come in this time, and I think it's a a great kind of uh, place place to hang your head while we're waiting for baseball to come back. Yeah. I've I've gotten in trouble with social media. Um, I I always said I would never, I would never, like start or like continue or initiate an argument on Facebook about anything, but especially politics. And I did that today, and I have hit. I and I realized it, and so like midway through, I just stopped. And I was like, what am I? I do not have the mental energy for this, and it does nobody any good because it doesn't further anything. It only when makes I was younger, worse. I would do that, and eventually I got older, and I'm like, this causes me more stress than it does them. Exactly. So I, just, I just, you know, my mental health is important. Just, I mean, my viewpoints are important, but I can't talk about and show my viewpoints if I can't, if, I can't, if I'm not in the right, right headspace to do that. Yeah, I agree 100%. So I've been, I've been trying to dial it back ever since, ever since I realized that today. I was like, I can't. I cannot be doing this. Like this is not how I can spend my time. So I'm just gonna play. I'm just gonna play the show. Play Dragon yep. Ball Z Kakarot. I'm just gonna live life. I'm just playing Animal Crossing. Uh, doing my doing my little island shit. Planting trees and shit. Catching <laughs> bugs and shit. Fuck yeah. Fishing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We thought this was gonna be a short episode. I'm sure it's at least thirty or thirty-five minutes. Long. Oh, we're at we're at thirty-two exactly. But cool. 
And so this is, a, I think this is a good kind of stopping point. We'll be back with an episode next week. Um, I do believe we're going to kind of list the ballparks that we've been to talk about our favorite food from those ballparks. Um, yeah. Spoiler something. alert. Kayam hot dogs uh, from the Boston Red Sox are amazing. Uh, they probably taste better when they're at a ballpark, but uh, <laughs> they're, they're definite, they're definite, food things that i know about and that aaron knows about uh, that we'll be talking about next week dope sounds right. good thank you guys for listening to episode five of the curious podcast curious baseball podcast um feel free if you see this on facebook or twitter to like and follow uh aaron usually posts mine and his twitter handles in there and so feel free to give us a follow too uh, we enjoy talking about baseball and i'm sure we'd enjoy talking about baseball with you yeah, and if you guys have any suggestions on what you want to hear, like that's obvious. Questions, comments. Questions, yes. Lay it on us. Also, re- review us. Uh, give us a thumbs. Uh, give us a heart on Spotify and review and like us on Apple Podcasts. That does help spread the word about our small following. So we appreciate that. And we will see you guys next Talk week. Talk to you guys next week. Right. Yeah. All hits, no misses, disrespect and practice Bitches tryna fall in love with life I don't need nobody else's all hits All shit, I don't need nobody help Feels like everybody else tryna be somebody